when I was a wee lad, like, I don't know, five-ish, I played what many people would call doctor with uh, the girl next door named, eh, we'll call her Debbie, because her name was uh, Debbie. And we called it show. It's like playing poker. And put your cards on the table. Oh, yours, your cards look different than mine. What does this have to do with podcasting, Dave? Today, I'm going to put my cards on the table and actually share my download numbers. What? Yes, I am. I'm going to lay it out there, and we're going to talk about two podcasts that I launched. And to be honest with you, it's interesting because when I promote them, they grow. And when I don't, yeah, they don't. And so you'll hear what that's like with the idea of trying to answer the question, hey, I got X amount of downloads. Is that good? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to join the community, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, and that'll give you a discount on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And on today's show, we're going to be talking stats. And what I want to do is kind of help answer that question, and that is, hey, is this good? And it's kind of funny because... As I record this, I'm going to be flying to London next week, and I'm going to take some U.S. dollars with me, and I will probably convert it to pounds and bits and pences and all that other stuff. And if I actually buy something, I will literally just take the money I have and go, I don't know, does this cover it? I have no idea. So I get that. You kind of want to know, hey, am I doing okay? And here's the problem. And that is you're really competing against yourself. Podcasting is a lot like golf or bowling or any other sport that you do against yourself. Now, you can, if you want, drive yourself absolutely bonkers looking at other people and going, why don't they like me? Now, let's get this straight right here now before I go along any further. I ain't got to like you. So let's talk about why do we care about downloads? And you might be thinking, wait, why wouldn't you care about downloads? And I kind of get that. But the first one is you kind of want to know, is anyone listening? Right? You're kind of going, hello, is, is, this, is this thing on? I get that. And you can kind of look at the titles and see how many did this get? How many did that get? Am I going up? Am I going down? You use it as a barometer in regards of is this resonating with anyone. I get that. The other one, of course, can we be honest? Yeah, let's be honest. Come on. It's our ego. We're not doing this just to talk into the wind. We want to know somebody's listening. Most of us do it in a kind of a servant mindset. We're serving an audience and we, we're putting a lot of work into this. We want to know that it's helping people or whatever it is, whatever the goal is. And that's kind of what we're talking about. The third one, of course, is, well, I want to get sponsors. And I hear so many people say, I want to start a podcast and get sponsors. And if you listen to the feed from Libsyn, you will hear 
every other month, Rob Walsh say that less than 10% of podcasters get enough downloads for a, what I will call, big sponsor. This is the Better Helps, the Stamps.com, the Blue Aprons. These people want 10,000 downloads at least an episode, and less than 10% get that. Now, let's flip that around about trying to, again, rain on anybody's parade. That means 90% of podcasters don't get enough downloads for sponsors. Now, again, that doesn't mean you can't get sponsors. It means you can't get better help. I've had sponsors on this show, and I get somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 downloads an episode. Now, that is a long way from 10,000 downloads, but... The sponsors I've had, people like Focusrite, I've had Emerald City, uh, which is a audio editing service, and I typically do not like, let's rephrase that, I typically don't have sponsors. Why? Because we already have a sponsor, it's called the School of Podcasting, and when somebody is sponsoring the show, that means, because I'm not the kind of guy to just add another sponsor that means they're paying me a lot of money because I'm not you're not going to kick me off my own show and I just in the future I I'm just going to think I'm going to probably tell people no thank you because I'm here to promote my membership site and to help you be a better podcaster so keep that in mind that just because you're not getting 10,000 downloads doesn't mean you can't have a sponsor but it also means you need more than I don't know 19 downloads right so and the other thing I hear often is this was, well, I've been podcasting for whatever, you know, 19 months. I'm going to start monetizing now. Well, monetization isn't based on how long you've been podcasting. It's based on the size of your audience. That's that's really what it boils down to. I mean, you can try to monetize to five people, and maybe if you get one of those people to buy something, you're getting a 20% success rate. And that's amazing because often it's somewhere around 5%, if not less. That's why you need big numbers when you want to monetize. Now, as always, this is a podcast about podcasting. And the one word we use more than anything on this show is, well, it depends because there are a lot of things. But I, I just want to point out that the world does not live and die by downloads. I measure the success of this show because I'm using it as a marketing arm to promote my business, the School of Podcasting, by how many people sign up at the School of Podcasting. And I keep stats, and I look at how many people I had last year, con- you know, comparing it to this year. And again, who am I comparing that to? Me. How am I doing compared to last year? How am I doing compared to last month? It's not about the number of downloads. It's about getting the right downloads. Like, I could go out and buy an email list, I could hire some people overseas to do not-so-above-board things to inflate my ratings and reviews. That's not really – I'm interested in finding people that want to start a podcast, that have a passion to serve their audience. If they want to make money, fine. If they want to be seen as an expert, fine. If they want to get their message out because they can't get any media attention, I'm right there with you. I mean there are all sorts of reasons to start a podcast. You want to grow a community? I can help with that. These are all the reasons why you start, and again, your downloads can help you figure out what's working. What I've really been working on, the the stat that I look at now, and because I'm looking at it, and when I say look at it, I mean, I don't know, a couple times a month, 
not a couple times a day, is the completion rate on Apple Podcasts. And keep in mind, when you look at stats in Apple, you're only looking at the people that listen on Apple Podcasts. Likewise, if you look at stats in Spotify, and that's, uh, by the way, Apple is podcastconnect.apple.com. Spotify is podcasters.spotify.com. And you can see how far people listen. That's the stat that I've really been looking at. And consequently, over the last two months, I've gone up considerably because I'm really trying to make sure that this is something you want to hear. So with that said, in just a second, I'm going to help you see what is it like to launch a podcast and how fast does it grow if you kind of don't really promote it a whole lot. Because we'll talk about promotion and let's put it this way. Dave Ramsey, you know Dave Ramsey, the the guy that talks about the lottery is nothing but the stupid tax. Yeah, he's a, a money guy. And he talks about when you try to get out of debt, you have to make sacrifices and have the intensity of a gazelle that's being hunted by a cheetah. Because the cheetah is like the fastest animal on the planet. And he has video of these poor things trying to outrun the cheetah, and they don't. And finally, there's one that outruns the cheetah, but it it took everything it had. And so am I spending every waking moment, every minute, every just, oh, I got to get this show to grow? Uh, no. No, I'm not. And so that's what we're going to talk about here in just a second. What kind of numbers? And I'll also explain how just that phrase you can't really get an answer, but I'm going to try to help you with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's share some of my statistics here. And the first one is, again, you have to figure out who your audience is and why you're doing this. So I listened to a show called Podcasting 2.0, and this is where they have a community of developers who are writing different bits of code, shall we say, that add features to RSS, which is what podcasting runs on. Then the goal is to get the different apps to adopt this new technology, and then podcasting gets better and better. So, for example, right now there are different apps that you can put some code into your show, and it will alert your audience when you go live. There are features where people can click and you can tie that to your PayPal or a Stripe so people can leave you a tip like that. You can, I mean, we go on and on and on. Uh, the big one that everybody talks about is you can actually stream Bitcoin. They call this the value for value model. And that's the one I really wanted to know about. And this is where people can stream Bitcoin. Now, I've been doing the show and I've, I've put more money aside from this. But right now, when I open up my wallet, I have what amounts to $75.34 in Satoshis. And Satoshi is a fun word. It is the penny of Bitcoin. It's a very, 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 very small amount of Bitcoin. But I've got 280,000 of them. And when I put that into a calculator on the website, according to the internet, I have $75 in Satoshis. Yay. And so my goal as I was listening to this show, it's all these coders, all these people that are really deep, like way above my head in terms of technology. 
and they kept talking about stuff. And I, I kind of got it, but kind of didn't. And when I finally jumped in, I was like, oh, I see how to do this. It's really not hard to get your show set up. It's harder for your audience to contribute, but even that is now getting easier. But if somebody said, why are you starting this show? I would say, I don't know a thing about Bitcoin and I want to learn how to accept Bitcoin on my show. That was it. So I did one episode and guess what? I learned how to set my show up. I'll have a video in the episode description and after that, I was kind of like, all right, well, you know what? My show is a success. I've learned how to have people send me Bitcoin. And the beautiful thing of this, without taking too much of a tangent, some people will give you what amounts to three cents an hour. Okay. And other people will give you giant amounts of, of money. Why? Why would they do that? Because they found your content valuable. Hence the phrase value for value. So with that, I shut the show down. I didn't shut it down. I just left it up there because I wanted other people to learn how to figure out how to receive Bitcoin. And I kind of let it go. And then after a while, the guys again were over there talking kind of what sounded like gibberish to me and JSON this and GitHub that. And I was like, I affectionately refer to myself as Aunt Cheryl because I picture nothing against anyone named Aunt Cheryl, but I'm picturing the the woman at home that I want to get into podcasting and she's sitting there and, you know, she just doesn't get it. And because I don't understand coding, I've done a little bit in my days of being an engineer and getting into computers and things like that, but it's just not my jam. I like to use software. I do not like to design it. And so I'm always like, I'm the guy that doesn't get it. And you need somebody like me to go in and break stuff. And so after a while, they started getting more technical stuff. And like I said, more features are coming on. And so I brought it back. And then after starting saying, hey, I'm bringing it back, my friend, Daniel J. Lewis, said, hey, I was actually thinking of doing this. And so why are we doing this show? What's the why? We don't really – we because we like this subject and we like to talk about it, I like to hang out with Daniel. And again, we both kind of said we need – the podcasting 2.0 show for the developers, but for the average person that's interested in this, it often goes over their head. So let's see if we can't somehow kind of translate some of this Uber speak that's way over everybody's head and bring it down to a different level. Not that that show is bad. Again, those people need to hear that kind of stuff, but we wanted to create a different type of show on the same subject. With that said, my first episode came out in September of 2021. Now, this is my one and only episode for many months. I did put out another one. Uh, yeah, this this one was really the first one. And it was uh, How to Enable Your Show to Receive Bitcoin. Great title. And in the 619 days that it has been around, again, think this is like the bleeding edge. Originally, this show was called Leading the Bleeding. That's another whole other lesson. Horrible name. Sounds like something for nurses or something like that, right? But it was the bleeding edge, get it? And so again, if you have to explain your name, you picked a bad one. And so I got 690 downloads. And unfortunately, this was on, I moved it around to different hosts because again, this was just a show I was playing with. So I can't really see how many I had the original first seven days. But in those months, you know, I've basically been getting a download a day for a little over two years. So- then I brought it back about three months, actually uh, a year and three months. So 15 months later, I bring it back 
And what appeared to be, I, I basically had 58 downloads the first day, or I'm sorry, the first seven days, the first week, 58. Okay. Now again, let's round that up to 60 for easy math. That's three full classrooms. That's a hallway where I used to work. So keep that in mind. Then I was like, wow, this name is horrible. And I put out an uh, an episode called We're Changing Our Name. That got a whopping nine downloads. So that was not good uh, in the first week again. So this is kind of showing, in some cases, your subscribers. That's maybe a way to look at that. So then I came back out and I said, hey, this is my idea for the perfect app that got 45 downloads in the first week. The next week, I talked about uh, the Fountain app, which a lot of people love, or I shouldn't say they love, they promote it a lot. So I decided to use it, and I was like, you know what? Eh. It's it's definitely a different way of thinking about podcasting, but it wasn't my jam. That got 47 downloads. Then Daniel came on board and said, hey, would you like some help with the show? And I'm like, sure. So we talked about this thing called Chapters where this show that you're listening to right now, you can skip to the next segment uh, because there are chapters. If you're using an app that recognizes chapters and you can go to newpodcastapps.com, I like Castomatic. That's if you, especially if you like Overcast, Castomatic works just on iOS. And then a lot of people are recommending Fountain. It's a different kind of vibe. We might talk about that in a future episode. That's where your episode titles really come into play. So Daniel comes on board. Next episode, we were looking at splits. So this is where, in the case of Daniel and I, if somebody streams Satoshi to to us, or if somebody really likes the show, you know how like when you go, let's let's pretend you go to the opera, and at the end of the show you go bravo, bravo, give me a little golf clap, right? And and sometimes you stand, right? Some people give you a standing ovation. You want to give more, and there are things in these apps called boostograms. And that is where you can say, hey, I'm giving you whatever, 100 Satoshis in a minute, uh, but I want to give you more. So here are 1,000 or 2,000, because realize 1,000 Satoshis, like, I don't know, 37 cents, something like that. So people will give you, and they call them boostograms. So in the same way now that people can email me, and feel free to, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, if you also want to send me a message and you're listening on one of those cool newfangled apps, you can actually send me a boostogram. So not only do I get your message, but I can see you like it. So uh, that was, uh, so Daniel comes on. We went from 66 downloads and Daniel did a huge push on his show, The Audacity to Podcast. If you've never checked that out, theaudacitypodcast.com. And we went from 66 downloads to 111. Now, if you're about as bored as you can be right now, because, hey, it's fun with math. Come on. Who doesn't just love Dave reading numbers? We're going to speed this up. So with that, we went from 111 to, and we did this weekly, where before, again, I was kind of sporadic. So when we went weekly, we went from 111 to 123. It's a pretty good jump, right? If you do the percentage, it's a little over or under 10%, something like that. Never do, never do math live. Uh, And uh, then we talked about uh, Captivate come out with a bunch of features that are embracing these new features that are coming on board. So we're going to first need the media host to embrace these. And most of the media hosts are looking at the ones and they're kind of trying to figure out, are, are we going to put that in implemented? And there's also a podcast standards uh, project or group or whatever they're calling it. 
And the whole goal of that, that's a bunch of media hosts. And instead of Captivate putting out two and Blueberry putting out four and then Libsyn or whoever, Buzzsprout is putting out, you know, they're all going to try to move kind of together because in the end that will make podcasting have more functions. It doesn't do any good if one does and the other one does and this one does that. So I understand I was in the room when that was formed and that was kind of the the idea of it. So we go from 123 to 128, five numbers up to 141, up to 142. So you'll see this a lot where you get kind of a big jump. And I realize, you know, 128 to 141, but percentage-wise, that's a decent jump. And then I went from 141 to 142 to 144 to 153 to 156. And the last episode, which has been out a little over a week, is 168. So if you think about it, I started, if we go back to that, when I kind of brought it back uh, at the very beginning of the year, I had 58 downloads after seven days, and now I have 168. So the number is going up. And so Daniel and I have both mentioned it. We usually share it on social. Realize social is so easy. And have you ever noticed that nothing good is free? Like nothing, you know what I mean? You kind of get what you pay for. And I'm not saying don't share things on social. I've talked about that before. Think about your your posts on Twitter and other things as if you're giving the people that follow you sales material, a brochure, if you will, to give to the people who follow them because you're trying to get your stuff in front of people who don't know you and the people that follow you know you. So if you're like, hey, today we talked about the Beatles or today we talked about axe throwing. Do you know somebody who likes to throw axes? Tell them to listen to the show, that kind of stuff, as opposed to, hey, episode 16 is out. Because, you know, I woke up the day, I'm like, man, I hope I can find an episode 16 somewhere. So that's a quick look. Now I'm going to read more numbers and we're not going to make this very long. But what I, man, I went total Excel nerd on this one. Uh, For decades, when I was a teacher in the corporate world, I taught, I was an Excel nerd. I mean, pivot tables got me going. Like, so I launched a show and what I'm going to be doing for the record, I'm going to try some, you know, again, Your podcast is a recipe, not a statue. So I'm going to start something in, I believe, June, because this show comes out every Monday. It has for 18 years. And I think on Wednesday, kind of a little midweek thing, I'm going to, for about a month, play you some of my other shows. Now, the fun phrase for this is a feed drop, where you share an episode with some other podcast. Well, in this case, I'm sharing with myself. And so, because uh, I have many other shows about podcasting, and you may not know about them. So when all of a sudden you start to see a few shows come up on Wednesday, and you're like, what's going on with Dave? You're going to hear about things like the podcast rodeo show and the podcast review show and all this other stuff coming up, because you might like those and might not even know they exist. So that's something I'm going to be trying just to give you a little heads up. But I started a show called Your Podcast Consultant. Because I want to be, you guessed it, your podcast consultant. And it's at podcastconsultant.com. And on the website, it says all episodes are nine minutes or less. And if you go, why did you pick nine minutes and not 10? Because I watched Jimmy Fallon one night. And as soon as it started and he came out, he's like, hey, welcome, welcome. You're glad you made it. All right, thanks. Uh, I hit a stopwatch. And they went nine minutes before going to a commercial. And I went, okay. That's my goal. And it's interesting because making a show, a short show at times is harder than a long show because you have to figure out really how to say something and be precise and specific and get in and get out. 
So I launched this show back in 2019, and according, these are, I be, oh, these are the average is what I looked at these. So I started off after a, and I believe this is after 90 days, because I wanted to get bigger numbers and things. So think about this. When you hear these numbers, this is after 90 days. And typically, you get a big jump after 7, you get a little jump on your way to 30, and you get a little jump on 90, and then you get to your total. But that first is like the first 30 days especially. So I went for 90 because this is kind of not the total, but it's a it's a number. So it doesn't really matter. So anyway, I started off with 50, and then I went to 70, then 94, then 110. So that's great growth. I've doubled, and that was in the matter of basically, as I look at my stats here, I don't know, a little over a few months. So that was great. Now, why was that growing so fast? Because I was promoting it. And I was like, oh, let's get the wind out there. Here it is. Come and listen. And then I kind of quit. And I went from 110 to 12 to 87, back up to 93, back down to 85, up to 98, 129, 143. Whoa, that's a new high. Okay, because again, I was promoting it because I noticed that the numbers went down. And I was like, all right, that's kind of different. And uh, so at this point, we are almost a year into it. And then we went from 143 to 112. Now, that's a huge drop, and then we went up to 120, 154, and then went up to 196. Woohoo! So notice something here. It looks like a stock ticker. It goes up, and then it goes down, and then it goes up, and then it goes down. And so I went from 196. The next episode was like 112 again. So that made this huge spike, and that went up to 143, and then up to 150. So now I started with 50. And I am about a year, let's see, this started in 2009. Now I'm at, uh, I'm sorry, not 2009, 2019. Now I'm two years in, I've tripled my downloads. I'm at 150. In fact, I'm hitting 150 on a regular basis now. And then it went down to a little less and a little, then it went up to 155 and then it went down to 131 and then it went up to 161. And then it went down to 141. You get the idea. 150, 150, ooh, 171, and then 166. So I'll put a a picture of this in the show notes. And the other thing I did was in the early days, I was doing this weekly, and then I went to the 15th and the 1st. Why? Because I couldn't handle, I have too many podcasts. And that's one thing I definitely wanted to stress here as I'm going down my list of bullet points here. It is hard to have just one podcast. And I think I know why you're a creative person or you are a, I think the uh, love language, I forget which book it is. You're a people pleaser. I am a definite people pleaser. And so the more I can please people, the happier I get. And that's why I have, if you sit next to me for longer than 20 minutes, I will start a new podcast. That's just the way I am. And so the problem is we get sucked into this starting a second show because now we understand how to do the artwork and a description and you get your media host and all that stuff. So the actual launch of a podcast is a breeze. It's second nature now. And what we forget is there's still only 24 hours in the day to promote it. And if it was, if I wasn't, it sounds weird if I wasn't Dave Jackson, but if I wasn't experimenting with everything all the time, and I always wonder like, what if I just had one show and could take all this extra time that I'm, tweaking things and playing with different media hosts and things like that, how much bigger would this show be? It's it's something I'm thinking about. I might hire somebody 
for that. But that's that's tricky because that's my brand and that whole nine yards. But I just wanted to show you that these numbers go up and down. So in the same way, if you're using, if you're a person that's into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, uh, that's going to go up and down. Your 401k goes up and down. What do they usually say? I just stick with it. It'll go back up. And that's kind of the thing here with podcasting. Now, Dave, what are good numbers? And this is really, I mean, we can listen to, to Libsyn. Uh, for the record, I work for Libsyn. It's short for Liberated Syndication. And I believe the last time I listened, it's usually the median, meaning 50% get less and 50% get more. I usually say it's somewhere around 125. And then you throw a zero on that. The average is somewhere around 1,200 to 1,500, something like that. But that's comparing everything to everything. And so right now I am 6'1". I'm about 30 to 40 pounds overweight. I'm in my 50s. And if I go run a mile, it's going to take a while. Let's say, let's make easy math. Let's just say it takes me 10 minutes. And I come in and I say, hey, I just ran a mile in 10 minutes. Is that any good? Well, you look at me and you go, well, it kind of depends, Dave. How old are you? And I'm like, I'm in my 50s. Great. Uh, You know, how old? Have you ever ran before? Whatever. Okay. That's not bad, Dave, for somebody who's in your shape. And I have no idea if that is. I'm just picking that number. However, if I'm an Olympic athlete, that's horrendous. It's horrendous. So if I do a show called, hey, we're all fat, I might have a big audience. Maybe. Why? Because we're all fat. We all need to lose weight, quit eating all that bad stuff, back away from the Twinkie. Maybe that might even be the name of the show, back away from the Twinkie, except that'd be a bad name. But we're all fat would be a good name because everybody knows what that show's about. So there is, there's that, that show. But if I do the pygmy pony show, right? Pygmy ponies, those little baby, little short horses. Not everybody is into that, but the people that are into that are probably like, oh my gosh, somebody did a podcast about pygmy ponies. I've got three in the backyard right now. I've got one in the bathtub, right? They might love it. And you might get, let's say, 300 downloads a week for that episode. That would be phenomenal because it's so niche. This is why it's really not fair. Even if you go, wait, 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 Dave, I do a show about running a small business. And this other guy does a show about running a small business and they're making serious bank. And I'm barely, you know, getting 400 downloads an episode. What's he got that I ain't got? Said the guys from the producers. It's a very old eighties reference that I'm now going to cut out. And we've talked about this in the past. Comparison is the thief of joy. And what you don't know is that other person maybe had a trust fund. Maybe they were a service person. They had a bunch of money in the bank and they quit their day job. They don't have a spouse and they've got all sorts of time to record and promote and hire a team. So it looks like you're the same, right? Well, that guy is just, it's just him. Well, you don't know that. And also, you are you have a spouse. You got to take the kids to soccer. You're working one and a half jobs. You you you. It's not fair to compare yourself to others. And again, it's not always about the downloads. If you're doing this because you're a life coach, well, then you should be gauging your success on how many clients you have. Now, again, 
I'm not saying ignore your stats, but what's important to have 2,000 downloads and two customers or 1,000 downloads and five customers? Well, the second one, because the goal is how many clients can you get from this? You're using it as a marketing arm without being a giant commercial. So I wanted to kind of get that out there because I know a lot of people really obsess over downloads. And again, I get it. It is an easy way to measure your success. But I just want to remember, it's not the only way. Maybe your goal is to get more speaking gigs, or maybe the idea is to sell more books. I was ecstatic today. It was what a great way to wrap up the week. As I record this, it's Friday. And my buddy, Michael O'Neill from the Solopreneur. And uh, if you ever see us at PodFest, he's the amazing drummer. When Anytime I get him to play the guitar and he was in a FedEx store and he took a picture for me and there it was in an actual book rack in a public place, my book, Profit from Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Your Listeners into a Livelihood. And I was, I got giddy, I tell you, giddy. And it was very, very cool. So when I do another show, remember I said I'm going to be playing some of these other shows. One of them is called, you guessed it, Profit from Your Podcast. And the goal of that show is not a huge amount of downloads. It's to inspire people to buy my book. And I know other people that do shows. Let's say I'm in the the pygmy pony, you know, world. I don't know why I'm stuck on pygmy ponies today. And you're, you want to be seen as the head pygmy pony person. Maybe you're a breeder. Maybe you find somebody who has a big farm and no animals. Well, you bring them on the show to talk about what it's like to mow a big giant lawn. And then at the end of the interview, you go, have you ever thought of having a pygmy pony? You know, they could help you eat some of the grass, I think. I don't know. So I see people that do that. They'll use their podcast as just a a way to open the gate for people who should be their clients. I always kind of get nervous about that because I'm like, what kind of content does that create? But it's an idea. So that is a, a quick look just to show you that I'm here to tell you, as soon as I find that 10,000 download golden switch, I will let you know where it is. I know right now, this is what I'm hearing on other shows. And I listen to a lot. I mean, a lot of podcasts about podcasting. And I hear people, this is what I hear on a consistent basis. Audiograms have no way to prove if they're working or not. That's debatable. Uh, I hear more people saying social media is easy, and but again, you have to get somebody to stop scrolling through social media, and you have to have something that they go, ooh, I want to hear that now. So again, it's not saying that it doesn't work. I'm saying when it works, I'm hearing people say it's a trickle. That doesn't mean you shouldn't promote on social. I'm just saying it's not the 10,000 download switch that we're all looking for. Obviously, if you can be a guest on another podcast, if you can partner with another podcast and do the cool feed swap thing, and here's what a feed swap is. So if I did a a feed swap with somebody, I would say, hey, today I'm playing an episode from, you know, whatever, the Audacity to Podcast. In this episode, Daniel is going to give you 37 ways to whatever. Uh, It's really interesting. I'll see you on the other side. And then I play Daniel's full episode, and at the end... Uh, because I want to remind people that it's my show as much as I just helped Daniel. I'll say, hey, the links to Daniel's show are out in the show notes. It's theaudacitypodcast.com. And uh, here's the one thing I really did jumped out of me at that episode. 
and then I will share my thoughts on it. And then I'll remind people to go to my website and subscribe to my show. But at least that audience then knows who I am. And that's tricky to me. Um, I'm I'm very protective of you. I'm not going to put just anybody in front of you. Because if I put a bunch of caca in front of you, you'll go, hmm, I don't trust that Dave anymore. Somebody this week, we're going to take you're ready? We're going to take a quick tangent, but it's, it's still in there about protecting your audience and also protecting your integrity. I'm not going to say what the company was, but they had a post on their blog, and it was about, should I join a podcast network? All right, and they're going through, and they made some good points. And then they said that back in the 90s, podcasting had a discoverability problem. And there's a big problem with that statement. Podcasting didn't exist in the 90s. And we all went, oh, look, somebody used ChatGPT, we're guessing, but we're pretty sure on that one, uh, to write an article and nobody did a fact check. And so consequently, anything on that blog, I no, sorry, not going to, you know, you lost your integrity. So I, I would... I would say it's easy that I'm I'm not going to be taking any major steps based on content off that blog. Let's go that route. So again, be very careful with all this artificial intelligence. Uh, For the record, this particular episode, no artificial intelligence used whatsoever. All the Excel crunching was done by an actual human being. So uh, in the uh, 70s and and 80s, the band Queen used to put the phrase, uh, no synthesizers were used on this album. And they later just shorten that to no synths. So maybe that'll be a thing I start saying at the end of my episodes. No artificial intelligence was used in the making of this episode. It was based on what I like to think is real intelligence based on 18 years of podcasting. So keep that in mind about your integrity. So when we do feed swaps, see, we're back. The, the, the tangent is gone. When we, uh, when we do feed swaps, be careful. And that could be really awkward if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I see you do a show about pygmy ponies, and so do I, and you listen to it, and their show's awful, that's going to be awkward. But all you have to say is, yeah, I don't do that. Thank you. So they'll, they'll, they'll live. It's okay. So that is apparently working. Anytime you can do something that gets you in front of people that listen to podcasts. So the other thing I hear is if you've got the budget – to advertise or different places. We've talked about that. You can advertise in other podcasts that have an audience that you're trying to get to. That's what I call the, the movie strategy because movies do that. They spend millions of dollars to get people to go to the theater. And then they're praying that the movie is so good that when people come out of the theater, they tell their friends to go see it. And today that is really weird because I just saw where a movie that I swear came out a month ago is now on Paramount. So the days of having time to go see a movie in the theater is, wow, reduced. I I remember there was a play Misty for me when I was growing up. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. I'm dating myself, but I was a very little boy. And uh, it played at a theater for like six months straight. Why? Because apparently everybody kept going back to the movie. As long as you deliver value, as long as their why was we need people to buy tickets and people kept buying tickets. So they kept showing that movie. Understand your why, understand your who, deliver that on a consistent basis and just realize the number is going to go up and down. But the one thing I did notice, especially with the Your Podcast Consultant, I pushed that for a while 
And the minute I took my foot off the gas, the numbers went down. And that's, again, where having more than one podcast can kind of come back to to bite you in the butt a little bit. So in the end, do podcasting because it's fun, because you like to serve, and know your why. And when you see your why, off in the distance, gets closer and closer and closer into where you actually start achieving your why, then you have success. Just realize that it's going to take some time, it's going to take some discipline, and it's going to take some strategy. But you can do this. There are a lot of people. I'll, I'll end with this. I work for Lipson, and I've been doing coaching with certain clients. I do that one time a month, and I've had a number of people that are over the age of 70, and they've retired, and they're bored, and they have tons of experience, they have tons of stories, and they're ready to share it with the world because they know, hey, I'm not young, but I got a ways until I check out and I want to leave my mark on the world. Podcasting is a great way to do that. And I would love to help you at schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener. If you're the kind of person like Dave, sounds like the school of podcasting is a lot of fun, but I don't really need that right now. Maybe it's not in the budget, but you'd like to pick my brain. You can now do that by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash coaching, or you can go to podcast coaching. It's the same place, podcastcoaching.com. And this allows you now to buy 10 minutes. It's asynchronous coaching. Doesn't that sound fancy? And what that means is it's really, in theory, an efficient way to get coaching because you're going to think about what the question is you're going to ask, and then you record it, and then... I will then think about my answer before I hit record. So if it takes you, let's say you buy 10 minutes and then it takes you a minute to ask your question, I got nine minutes to answer it. And so let's say I answer it in two. Well, now you got seven minutes left. You could ask me another question. That takes it down to six. Maybe it takes me two minutes and you get it back and forth and back and forth. It's asynchronous. It's coaching without calendars. It's podcastcoaching.com or to reinforce my brand, schoolofpodcasting.com slash coaching. Thanks so much for listening. My friends like Craig in Glaeus Podcast and Mark over at Captivate and all my other UK friends, if you are at the podcast show, please stop by the Libsyn booth and let's get some selfies going and a, a hug and a nudge and a fist bump and whatever you want to do. I would love to see you all in person. So thanks so much for listening. Until next week. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. If you like what you hear, then go tell somebody. If you like what you hear, then go If you're not interested in advertising, the most prof the come on, mouth, you can do it. To advertise in another show that is similar to your show about podcasting. Ah, crap. I lost my train of thought there in the middle of the sentence. But that poor cheetah that finally outruns, or that poor cheetah, dang it. Dang it, Dave Rams. Oh, wow, look what you did there. Beans and rice. What's he got that I ain't got? He's got you. And that's what he's got, that's what he's got, hey!